I'm Laura Austin. Dating and getting married was quite a journey for me, and now I can't seem to stop talking about it. So here we are on a podcast. Welcome. Today, I thought I would talk about a question that I think may come to your mind a lot. It came to my mind when I was dating, and that is the question of where are all of the good men? It felt like I had a lot of wonderful single girlfriends. I had some good single guy friends too, but it felt like they, I was me, I was making more relationships with women and it was like, what, where are the good men? Where are they? Right. It, you want, we want to answer this with, oh, there's, isn't there, is there some magic land of all the good men that I could go to and find one that would like to date me? That's, I wanted that to be true. And unfortunately, that's just not the case. What I want us to think about today is to recognize that all the places that you are going currently, you will also find good men there also. But you have to be a bit of a detective and be willing to be curious and be willing to be trying to meet new people, right? So sometimes we can get into a mindset where we think if just my church was different or there were different people in my community or if there was a place where I could go hang out where there were like-minded men there, then I, then my dating life would be going better. <laughs> but we really want to stop and because it really that's like a a scarcity mindset. We want to try to shift to having more of an abundance mindset that is not as hopeless, right? And is not as what's the word I'm looking for? Yeah, just is recognized that recognizes that there are things you can do instead of imagining that if there was just this place you could figure out where to go to meet all the good men, then it would all click in. It's like, well, I don't think that place exists. So what if I considered what I can control, what I can try to do in order to meet new people? Um, I think two things can be true at once, that it's good to look reality in the face, that it is currently a difficult time to date and get married, as especially as a believer. I would say for anyone in our society, it's just tricky. But particularly if you're looking for someone who has sim similar values to you, who has a similar outlook on life, purpose in life, uh, goals for the future as far as family and all that sort of stuff, it is more difficult. This is, Jesus calls it the narrow way, right? It's There are less people that are walking the way of of Christ and following him. And so it's more difficult for you to find someone. So that is true. And I even, when I was dating, felt like when I got to a place where I was getting more proactive and then was more clear on like the type of man I was looking for, really wanting someone who was passionate about life and active in his own life. I was a bit of a leader. And so I knew I'm looking for someone who's also a leader. That might not mean up in front of everyone, but I knew I needed someone who was not passive, really. And as I thought about that guy, I realized, well, I, I think men that <laughs> are like that, a lot of them got married a lot younger, like in their early 20s, men who kind of know what they want and kind of go after it. Those guys get married younger. That's a generalization, but you know what I mean. And so even recognizing that, like, oh, the person I'm looking for might either have a past or there must be some reason why they're still not married, you know, in their late 20s, like I'm not, you know, I had reasons I could explain why I probably hadn't gotten married yet, partly just hadn't met the right person. But partly there were I could tell there were certain things I'd kind of closed myself off to. 
that had contributed to me being single for longer. So anyhow, I just, that was a good reality for me to look at. Like this is a difficult dating culture to be trying to figure out dating in and the type of man I'm looking for may already have chosen to get married at a much younger age. So knowing that like, okay, it does kind of feel like we're looking for a magical unicorn. I completely agree with that and think it's valid to acknowledge that. Let yourself grieve that when it's really sad and feels difficult. When it feels like God has forgotten you or feels like he hasn't heard your prayers, you want to notice that and pay attention to it because that like, I, I just listened to a clip of a podcast. I haven't listened to the whole thing yet, but a single woman talking and she was getting emotional and choked up about talking about not having met anyone yet to marry. And I think she was right around 30. And I just immediately wanted to talk to her because I was like, my heart breaks. Like, cause I think of myself at that point too, where it feels hopeless. It feels like, how could I possibly meet someone? There's no one. You just feel like there's no one. Right. So I get that that is a very difficult and it's true. It's like an actual reality you want to pay attention to. However, it can also be true that we can approach life knowing that reality while also turning and looking with hope at what things that we want in life and trying to move towards those things with the Lord's help. So trying to find a way to bring these desires of yours to the Lord, to talk to him about them, to grieve when you're sad about how difficult the dating scene is. But then also say, Lord, I still have this deep desire to be married. Would you help me? Would you show me what would be a wise next step? Would you help me meet people? Would you bring opportunities into my life where I could start dating? Whether that means going on lots of casual dates or meeting one person who I click with right away, whatever story that unfolds before you, um, really asking the Lord for help in that way and asking him to help you meet new people is a really, it takes a lot of faith to say those sorts of things, even in a private prayer with God. And so to be able to like humble yourself in prayer in that way and ask God for help and then ask him, okay, Lord, I'm asking you to provide opportunities for me to meet new people and help me have hope that there are good men out there. <laughs> because sometimes, you know, when the wait is long, you just start to try to numb yourself to it, or you just are like, I can't think about this. It feels too difficult. So what does it look like to be willing to have faith and have hope that you could meet some wonderful people, wonderful men that you would be able to date? That feels scary. It feels risky because it is, it is a risk. You, you will probably be disappointed in the dating process. And it's good to acknowledge that again, acknowledge those difficult realities. And yet as a Christian, we know that God is for us and that he can turn very difficult situations into beautiful, beautiful goodness. And so to really bank on his promise that he says he will make all things new and that he will redeem horrible things for good. He will bring good from every difficult situation, especially as we are asking him for help in that. So I think that's true of your dating life, even if it feels like a desert wasteland of no men to meet or date or marry, what does it look like to with faith, walk forward with him, both in prayer and then asking, what's my role in this, Lord? What is my job to do in order to put myself in a position to find good guys to talk to and get to know, to meet new people and so forth? So we want to kind of hold both of those things. Look at the hard reality while also 
wanting to have an abundance mindset because we serve and follow an abundant God, a God who is the creator of everything and who wants to bless us. He, he loves you so much in Jesus. He has gifted us all things and wants to help us even in this really difficult task of dating and getting married. So we're holding those um, two things together and then asking ourselves, okay, where are good men that I could meet? <laughs> and so what, again, we don't want to think about, oh, I'm looking for this magical place that I could go to. What I just simply want to ask you to consider is where are you? Because you are a wonderful, lovely person just trying to get up each day, have faith in the Lord, do the tasks in front of you that he's given you. And you're going places, you're doing things. A good guy is doing the same thing. A man who's af running after God's heart, who wants to serve him, who wants to grow in his faith and who God is, he's going all the same places that you are. I know that seems strange to say, but it just to like recognize, oh yeah, okay, this is happening. Let me just show you an example between Travis and I. So I kind of listed all the places I was in my single years, basically my 20s into my 30s. Um, I was at home. I was at work. I was at church. I'd go out with friends and I was traveling. So I did lots of different things there. Really, um, well, then let's think about Travis now. So all those places I just listed. Travis was at his house, which by the way, was a block from where I taught, the school where I taught. <laughs> when I realized once we figured out when we were dating and I figured out where he lived, I was like, that is right around the corner from my school. Like the kids in his neighborhood went to my school. And when I was on duty at recess, I was like, I can see the roof of the house where he lives, like craziness. And he lived there almost the whole time that I was a teacher for 10 years. Crazy, right? Okay. So he was at his house. He was at work, which he had an office. And then he also worked a lot at Starbucks. He's a tech guy. So he was at his office or he was at Starbucks working because he would take his laptop, you know, do the whole thing. He was at church and at his church, it was different. It was like 20 minutes from my church, so two different churches, but he was in the sound booth, sometimes running sound or running production for their various like Christmas show or Easter production or whatever. He was in the church office. He worked for them for a while um, or he was just attending a service, right? And then he loved, he would go to friends' houses or he had a local like restaurant taps where he would like to go to happy hour with his friends. These were all places where he was again, about 15 to 20 minutes from where, or his house was less than five minutes from where I worked. All the same places that I was. And he traveled a lot too. I should have put that on the list. He traveled a ton also. So very similar sort of activities. And the question then is, well, how do you connect? How do you meet the person doing all these same things that you're doing? I do think acknowledging that there are good men out there living very similar lives to what you're doing. It's going to be different. Obviously, men and women have different interests and different things they're doing, all that sort of stuff. But just to recognize they're very similar, that is helpful because, it, again, it reminds you that like there's just normal guys. They are out there. I know it feels like they're not, but they are out there. Even with all the statistics of like how many single men and how many single women at church, I get that. But there are a lot of people out there so many. There's a lot of people. <laughs> so we really want to have to remind ourselves and notice if you have thoughts that tell you otherwise, that start to kind of become like core beliefs that you have that will end up keeping you from trying something new or putting effort into this. So kind of recognizing that we had very similar patterns 
And the question is, how do you run into that person then? How do you make a connection between these lives that you each have? And so it's either, that's where I'm a big fan of setups and being able to connect with people that know someone who's single. A setup is really a great way to find out, oh, you have a great brother or cousin or your dentist or uh, who else? (laughs) the guy that lives down the street from you or whatever, you want to tap into like get people thinking outside the box of it doesn't have to just be this guy that comes over to your house all the time that you know, no, like think, do they even have acquaintances? Do they have some, that random person at work? You're like, oh yeah, he's a good guy. You should meet him or that person at church or whatever, trying to figure out how to help your kind of your circles of social, like your social circles. That's the phrase I'm looking for. You want to find ways that so your social circles overlap and they can kind of, yeah, just kind of work so that you start to meet people that are not in your circle, but they know someone that is in your circle. The other way is to go places where besides connecting with friends is to go to some of these places. Like I could have gone to Starbucks and met him. (laughs) Now I don't typically meet people when I go to coffee shops, but what if I started trying to, what if I started saying hello to someone, just one person each time I went, or what if instead of sitting at home to read your book or to work on that project you're doing or what have you, what if you went and sat at a coffee shop? And again, there's good things come from that. It gets, it's like nice to be out of the house. It just is a social time. You get to relax somewhere and you're also working on a dating goal. So it's like looking for ways to kind of, okay, am I already doing this thing? Could I go somewhere else where there are also new people? And then the question then is, how do I start conversations? How do I simply interject myself a little bit, make eye contact, say hello, smile? Oh, what are you working on today? Oh, have you tried this drink at this, you know, wherever you are? Simple ways to make connections with someone that you don't know that would open up possibility for friendship and conversation. You're really just trying to start a conversation. Um, Okay. What else? Oh, at church, just looking around in places that you aren't currently. So if you go to a medium to large size church, maybe it's going to a different event that you haven't gone to before. Maybe it's um, sitting somewhere else during a service. Maybe it's going to a different service. Um, Honestly, turn around and look in the sound booth. There are some great guys that work in the sound booth. (laughs) Girls too. You can make a new friend. Um, But just there's look for some of the people that maybe are serving in places that aren't as upfront and kind of see like, oh, that person is really helping a lot behind the scenes they seem interesting. Maybe I should try to get to know them. So trying to have eyes to see people that maybe you have looked past um, before. So really trying to remember that there are lots of good normal men out there just doing their thing. And we want to try to find ways to to meet them and to, to somehow be able to cross paths. And again, I know that feels difficult. And maybe you would prefer to not have to put effort into meeting those guys. I know. I know. However, we also, you have to tap into that desire to get married. So we need that desire to push us past the awkwardness and realize, okay, yes, this could still just naturally happen. Something could happen where you meet someone, feels like the start of a movie, you know, you're like just going about your day. That could happen. So that's fine that you still would love that. However, what does it look like to also consider, is there something that you could do to meet someone new. So we're trying to have an abundance mindset, recognize there are a lot of good men out there 
And we're also recognizing that those good men are just out there doing very similar things to what you're doing. So where are the good men? Well, where are you? Could you try to somehow get your paths to cross? Um, and I do want to speak one thing to if you live in a small town or you have a very small church and it's the, again, looking reality in the eye and recognizing, you know, I'm not interested in anyone that currently is at my church. And I actually do know every single, single person that's here <laughs> or in your town or what have you like, you're like there, there's no one here that I am interested in. And I think that's wise to say that way, instead of saying there are no single men here, there, there might be one, a couple, right. And you're not interested in them. So it's good to acknowledge that you're making a choice in most cases. Um, if there's literally like, I mean that literally, if you're actually are no single men, that's a thing too. You, here's a little trick. Um, I got, I can't remember who I got this from, so I'm sorry if I'm ripping off someone else's work, but basically this idea of taking a statement where we want to say, um, yeah, like the idea, I'm, let me think of a silly, but no, I'll just use the actual example. If you said, I want to be dating, but there are no single men in my area. So that word, but in there is a real, like, here's the reason why I can't do that. So what you want to stay, change it to an and, and then add a so statement. Let me explain. You want to say, I want to be dating and there are no single men in my area. So, and then figure out what you're going to do about that. There are no single men in your area. So you're going to choose online dating, or you're going to choose to reach out to friends who live other places and find out about a setup. Or so I'm going to travel and use online dating when I'm there or ask, just go new places to try to meet people. You know, it's kind of recognizing like you're making a choice to stay living where you are or be at the church where you are, which I think there are tons of reasons to stay living where you are, um, whether it's a choice or maybe for whatever reason you can't move or you can't go to a different church or it's a great church and you hear the gospel preached and you love the community. Like there's a lot of reasons to stay in a place, right? And yet to also acknowledge, oh, but this other desire I have of marriage is also important. And so I need to recognize if something is keeping me from meeting new people, how could I work around that problem? That's kind of what I'm suggesting. Okay. I wanted to end with a Andrew Peterson song that I'm, you, I'm sure, well, if you don't know about Andrew Peterson, I would say, look him up. He's wonderful. Um, I have a song that is way back. It's like from the first album I heard of his. I didn't look up the year, but it's called, the song is called For the Love of God. So if you want to look that up on Spotify or what have you, but it's a song, I, there's a little piece in it that I hope will encourage you here as we end our time together. Um, and it's going to sound awkward as I read some of the lyrics, but I promise I, I've tried to read it a couple different ways <laughs> and I feel like it sounds awkward because <laughs> I'm reading someone else's words and I, so I'm sorry, just Moving on. Um, okay. So basically he wrote this song for his brother-in-law's wedding. So it's like his sister's brother. And so he, he, Andrew Peterson is a wonderful storyteller. And so the beginning of the song is him basically explaining like, we're driving on the way to your wedding and I'm listening to a sermon of your dad preaching. So like the, the father-in-law is a preacher. Da, da, da. So you just get to hear a little bit of their family and then has a beautiful chorus. So then the second verse, this is what he says. And I'll talk about it afterwards. He says, so he's speaking to his brother-in-law. He says, I know you thought you'd never find a woman. I never thought I'd have to write this song. But here I am, and there you are together, after all. You felt like you were buried in a city underground, all broken bits and pieces of the past. 
and somewhere she was searching on the surface of the mound. She was digging for a treasure that would last, and now she's giving you her heart. Okay, beautiful picture, right? That he's speaking to his brother-in-law, who he clearly loves, and he's sharing a little bit of this single man's story that he never thought he'd find a woman. So just imagine there are men out there who are also having trouble dating and feel like I'm never going to meet a woman that I connect with in a way that I want to date and get married to in the same, like, that's how you feel, right? Like, I think there's something helpful when we recognize that men and women feel the weight and the discouragement of the current dating scene. <laughs> um, and so the, then Andrew Peterson's picture here of this young man feeling like he's buried underground in these broken pieces. And yet this woman was as if she was searching, you know, I picture her with like a metal detector or something, or she's just on the, you know, like when you're on the beach and you're looking for certain shells. And so that's how she was going about life, kind of searching for a treasure that would last. She was really looking for something to catch the sun for a little glint of light. And that's what their dating story was that she saw him and she might've noticed that his life, you know, he felt like he was bits and pieces of the past brokenness there that were causing dating to be difficult. And so even, but she was willing to kind of look past that and be willing to have a conversation to get to know him. One date led to another and here they were deciding to get married. So I love that song and it is an encouragement to me as I'm helping you date because I think, okay, Lord, you have not given up on this yet. I still think you call people to get married, to have children, <laughs> to, um, yeah, I am for all these. This is why I have this podcast, right? Because I want you to be able to date well and I believe that it's possible for you to find someone to marry. And so I hope that song you might, again, I'll try to link it in the show notes. But I hope listening to it and just me talking about it here is an encouragement to you to go on a search. And instead of kind of being exasperated, like, where are the good men? What if you were a little more curious and willing to go on a search looking for someone who you are excited about getting to know, who you give a chance to, and that you'd be a bit of a detective looking for the good guys out there that you might be able to get to know and go on a date with. So Anyhow, that's what I have for you today. I hope that it is an encouragement to you and I'll see you next time.